What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC pod. What are you guys looking at me like that for? I don't know. You just look stupid. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Dukes. As you heard, the ever so kind to my left, Mr. Griff. What's up, Griff? Present. And of course, to my right, Killer K. What's up, Keith? Sadids. Guys, no audio intro this week. But when we did the Corfball episode, we said when we come across interesting things, things that pique our interest, no matter what they may be, we want to try and get a hold of somebody, talk to uh, whoever we can about it. We just so happen to do that. And man, I don't want to say two for two as being like, as far as us being anything but credible, but when it comes to like really, really legit sources, I don't want to say like we're killing it, but You're getting credible. We li- <laughs> with the corf ball, we had the president of the United States corf ball federation. Right. And when it comes today, what we're talking about is spike ball, man. Honest question before you get into it. Did you, you two knew what Spike, did you know what Spike Ball was before? Kind of, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'd before seen Before we talked about I didn't, how awesome. I didn't totally thing. know the rules, but I'd seen like really cool clips of people doing cool shit. And I was like, that looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. That's what I'm, I mean, that's exactly what I was saying. And now just, I really want to play. Like, yeah. I really want to play. Sure. I had no idea what it was until you told me about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then I uh, started watching YouTube videos on it. Took me down a hole. Oh, I, I went deep diving. Yeah, it's legit. There's yeah. some sick shit. That yeah, there is. So well, we we had a so conversation. Uh, Athletes. We're talking that. about spike ball, but who we talk? Who did we talk to? Oh, just PJ Showalter, man. Uh, who, and who's that? Just the national champion. Just the national 2017 <laughs> national champion, man. No big deal. NBD no. people. No, actually, it's a very big deal. It is. Yeah. A big deal. <laughs> it is a big deal. As you can hear from the conversation, we had a great time with PJ, man. He he really broke down Spikeball. And, uh, you know, of course, I was throwing just dumbass questions at him. He he really killed it. Um, I came with some good, solid, journalistic questions. Well, you can tell. Yeah, I mean, for sure. we say this in the, in the interview, but, or I should say conversation, but his answers really were, we were looking at each other like, yeah, no shit, this guy's the champion. Like, yeah. This yeah. guy knows what he's talking it, about. Yeah. Dude, what a great ambassador! He's too. clearly in the game. Yeah, clearly sure. a student that, of the game. Yeah. That's a good point. He's out here, as you can, as you will hear. He's out teaching, you yeah. know, youth programs and traveling and doing all this stuff with the actual Spike Ball company. Not to mention, the dude could hold like a good conversation. Like it was, it was a good chat. For man. sure, it was yeah, good, it was. It was good seems, like, seems like a good dude. Seems like a real good dude. And so, a lot of you guys might know if if Spike Ball is kind of lingering up there. It's like well, I know that's from the first time I ever came across it was I think in twenty fifteen. I think. Was on Shark Tank. This is one of the few things on Shark Tank that really is blowing up. I mean, it's a real thing. And uh, if you might remember, uh, Shark Tank actually made a pretty solid deal. At this point, they were. It was a it was a known game that you could buy. Yeah. And uh, at this point, what he ended up making, he made uh, the owner made a five hundred thousand dollar deal for twenty percent. With who? Damon. Oh, right on. So for twenty percent, uh, what is that? Two point five million dollar evaluation. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. All right. I don't I'm know. Bad. I'm bad at math. That's what's up. But that, as far as Shark Tank goes, that's a solid deal. Well, and yeah. look at it now, man. It, they got it on college. It's like college clubs. They're doing youth programs, oh, as you hear. It's. It just seems like a game that Pro will League. absolutely take off on campuses. Across oh yeah. Right. yeah. Oh yeah. It's easy. so perfect. And I guarantee you, they're going to get sponsorships from some kind of energy drink very soon. It seems like Monster sponsors all these things, or Red Bull sponsors yeah, well, better, all these. Things. One of them's going to try to get into it before the other one. Right? Yeah. It's oh, like guarantee. Uh, yeah. Five hours. Somebody. Also beaches. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. I'm going to a beach this summer. Mm-hmm. I want to have one of these things. Well, yeah. You can see some of the footage on YouTube. Is the one some of the pro like he was saying? What did he say? Um, what did PJ say? Santa Monica or something? They literally play on a beach, 
and it is the entire beat. I mean, there's hundreds of people out there playing, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and so, yeah, Griff, I mean, that I can't, that sounds like an awesome time, even though I don't know if I'm gonna be how good. long I can last. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, dude. I'm, a, I'm too out of shape for this, I think. But man, does it look fun? You'll hear. From I don't know if it plays to my skill sets. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, are? Um, give me a minute. <laughs> so, well, let, let's let's hit on that real quick before we get into the conversation because we kind of just jumped in. We kind of we did we wanted to have more of a conversation. So I guess we should say, Keith, maybe you can help me explain this too. Like spike ball is basically in, in super normal layman terms. I guess terms. I guess it would be there is a super mini trampoline, like a foot and a half off the ground. Yeah. And I don't know the dimensions of it, but there's basically a tiny little ball about the size of a of a softball around that size. And what's happening is you're volleying two on two. There are no boundaries, correct? So you're going in the complete 360 around yes. this. And basically, one person serves it on this tramp, and you're bouncing the trampoline off. And it's like volleyball where you get three hits. And on that third hit, you have to hit it back on that trampoline. Then it goes to the other team. Is that a... I mean, that's a very general description. That's, yeah, I'd say that's, I'd say you, that's you did it justice. Yeah. yeah, And all you have to do, like we says, Google, you see these guys out here. When we're talking to PJ, who's top, who's literally top-notch tier as far as the competition level. He's top he, dog. These guys, as you hear, the reason why we say we don't have maybe the hand-eye coordination or the stamina to do this, these guys are out here jumping, laying out full body. So fast. Multiple times. Everything's happened split second. That's what grabbed my attention. I was just like, It's wow. the reaction speed. It's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I I would never be able to do this. No. So even if I had the athletic ability, which I don't think I do, but even if I did. And if you don't, we definitely don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just having the hand eye to even get that ball back on the net, on the trampoline, I just, man, it, it's it's tough. It seems tough. Yeah. After talking to PJ, I think it's safe to say we all want to not only try it out, but man, St. Louis is one of the pro stops. One of the tour stops. We checking that in four spots. Yeah, we're Next gonna have to here. go. I think we so. we might have to enter the tournament. Me and Griff. Yeah, I mean you're way too unathletic. Sure. So. Yeah, that well, that's like right. It's two on two. Me and Griff got this. You know, I actually you would love a, that. You can be our cheerleader slash yeah. coach. Oh, I'd love. No, you I, get our water and carry our. No, our, just no. carry around a clipboard. No. Carry our jock no. straps. You know. <laughs> I would literally <laughs> could hold them. I would literally just videotape you, and it would be <laughs> it would, <laughs> and it would that might go viral by itself. How awful that video is gonna be. I can only imagine. But now we're going to train. There'll be a montage. We'll be really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. We're oh. going to be hitting like sides of beef in a meat locker. We're going to we're going to do it all. Yeah. All the generic and 80s montages. And then we will get knocked out <laughs> the first round. <laughs> yeah, that montage did not work for them. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, guys. We we want to say thanks to PJ and uh, shout out to anyone out there spike balling, man. We we we're we're planning to jump in on it. it. It's an awesome thing. We we suggest that after this conversation, you go out, do some research, get you a set. It's like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Go out there, play, man. It's a good. Even if you're not going to be competitive with it, we, we were talking to PJ. You'll hear in this. It's a back. We love backyard games. It's definitely a backyard game. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like I could have a beer near me while playing, like <sighs> not in my hand, but near me. I don't know. Man. I feel like we would try to take, we would change it to the Hoosier game where we would be beer in one hand at all times, and you have to, you know. I feel like that's would, something we would do. It's too much spilled beer. Not if you're good, Keith. <laughs> we wouldn't be good that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so listen, go out there, check it out, and uh, without further ado, man, the 2017 national champion, only three years in. This guy's crazy. Yeah. PJ Showalter. Thank you.
Okay, everybody, what's going on? Hey, we are on the phone right now with PJ Showalter, the 2017 national champion. PJ, first of all, welcome to the Anything But Credible podcast, and thank you for taking out some time to uh, to sit down and talk with us, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, congratulations, national champion, man. What? How, how's that feeling right off the bat? I mean, that's got to be amazing. It feels, it feels pretty incredible. I... It was my third year playing, and so not getting to even play in the national championship the first two years, this was pretty special. Oh, and so my whole family came out to watch too, so that was pretty sick. Third year and first trip to the to the tournament, huh? Or to the championship? Yeah. That's well, uh, okay. So the way it worked, it was the first it was the first time I played in the, the championship game. So I played in nationals all three years, um, but I the closest I made to the championship game was the semis, where I lost two years ago in the semis to the number one team in the country. Okay. So. Nice. Man, well, that's still a solid record, I'd say. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, <laughs> Natural, man. Well, okay, so we're talking about spike ball today, man. So, PJ, first right off the bat, man, I feel like the, the first question I got to lead with is when people come up to you and say, oh, oh you play spike ball, like, what, what do you, how do you explain to people like maybe like us three who would come up to you and say, you do what? You play, you play spike ball? Like, what is your explanation to them? Um, kind of gist of it is spike ball is, I guess, kind of an up and coming sport. Um, it's kind of started out as a backyard game, beach game type deal. Um, but now it's getting a little more legit with, uh, hundreds of tournaments all over the country. But the gist of it is, um, if you know the rules of like doubles beach volleyball, the exact same rules essentially, um, except for instead of hitting the ball over the net, you're going to hit it off the net. So it's like a little trampoline on the ground. Um, it's kind of a combination of volleyball and four square, if you will. Um, oh. so Pretty simple rules. It's just two on two, three touches per team. You bump set and then hit it. And then first person, like first team to get possession, bump set, hit it off, and then have it hit the ground just like in volleyball. It's that team's point. So it's, it's very similar to, to beach volleyball, just with a different net kind of. Okay. I like that explanation. I actually didn't even think about the four square. Yeah, I like yeah, either, but that, I makes like a, that. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so um, a lot of people, you know, me included, first time ever, ever, coming across it i think was on when it was on shark tank was that the were you playing before that three years i guess I was that was playing before that. that yeah so the way spike ball started actually was uh i think mid 90s it was invented by um a guy who tried to market it to younger children and like kind of like a family game and it's just too much hand-eye coordination too much like skill required for anyone under like 10 or 11 to be very like to have very much fun with it unless you're just going to jump around on the net which yeah yeah i not do in the first place <laughs> yeah so, it looks a little bit tricky um, for that children. guy had very little success with it he dropped the patent and then the current ceo just picked up the patent and started marketing it to college age kids and doing this whole tournament thing and it's kind of taken off since then he found the right market for it, it yes yeah, right yeah. he did the right thing with it yeah well it's funny right. that you mentioned the you know the uh, the athleticism and the hand-eye coordination um, and anyone who watches spike ball in any way can, can pick up on that right away. I mean, me and Keith were just talking off air. We were wondering how, what size is, is the ball and what does it like? Does it, is it like softball size? It's a, it's a, probably a little bit smaller than a softball. Okay. Um, and it's pumped up. So it's filled with air and it's like a plasticky rubbery um, material that the, the newer balls that came out with a new ball that has like the little pip, um, things sticking out that like same as the grippy ping pong paddles mm. so that you can get spin on it and kind of control it better uh -huh. um, with your hands there's more um, control with with those things on the new ball and so it's just kind of i mean it's it's very different than 
I guess any ball that I can kind of compare it to, but it's basically the size of a softball. Um, and it's not very pumped up at all. It's, it's pretty squishy if you squeeze it. And so it gives you a lot of control and doesn't really just fly out of your hand when you're trying to set or anything like that. Okay. So it's like volleyball, right? But there are no sides, right? You're rotating around the, the, the little trampoline. Right. The so what are the rules? With yeah, contact so that's, I guess stuff? that's one of the biggest, what do you say? What are the rules with like contact and stuff? Like uh, someone interferes with you while you're yeah. going for the ball or I think that might've yeah. been my first question because if you watch these, the real athletic, I mean the real high um, top tier players out there, like you, I, I've seen a couple of matches that you uh, and your teammate Tyler were playing in. The people, you guys included are, are flying around when you're hit, when you go for that third hit, you know, you might go jump to your right, hit it left. What happens if you jump to your right and the guy on the other team standing, you know, and you just kind of jump in front of him? Is yeah, it like he's, a he's blocking? Is it like home. a gentleman's rule, or, or is it kind of just right? So, so the way that works is if I get set and I'm going to hit, um, if the other team impedes my swing, if I hit them on my swing, that point is automatically my point um, oh. because they're responsible for getting out of my way. So it's, okay. it's kind of um, the offensive possession has the right away, um, but then as soon as the ball hits the net. If I'm still kind of hanging out over the net, but they got a quick touch on it and got it back and hit it, and I was in their way, then that's immediately their point. And so, um, in terms of hitting while hitting, it's always the other. It's always your point if you get um, messed up while you're hitting. Um, in terms of like playing defense, if you're running for a ball and someone gets in the uh, how to get it, then it's just a redo of the point. So there's replays, and then there's also just automatic points depending on the situation. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so okay. does that come into strategy at all where you try to? Uh, yeah maybe get a point that way by having them interfere with you, you know, like having, um, not, at, sense. not like none of the top 25 teams really do that. It's, uh, it's a really like classy atmosphere okay. in the top yeah. group so of people. Say, and no so flapping. people, there's a lot of like yeah. mutual respect and you kind of know, like it's pretty obvious if someone tries to do that. Okay. And if you would try to do that, <laughs> you get a I bad reputation. That would be, be ended pretty quickly, but okay. I played one team that I can think of. That was kind of a noob team. that was just trying to do every dirty little thing they could to, um, get away with winning and yeah. <laughs> they would do that. They'd kind of run into you whenever they could. And it just didn't work at all. Like it's, it's almost more skillful to pull off a good interference than it is to just get out of someone's way. Okay. Try to play yeah. defense. I, was, I, was, I figured there had to be somebody Griff, out there who tried something like that. You would always be thinking of the dirt, how to get away with the dirtiest stuff. I, I don't trust man. people. It's not that I would do it. I just don't trust people. So I figured there's some, he'd be the, some dirt bag he, out there. He'd be the one yelling at the ref. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> is there a ref at every match or is it like, I'm sure there is once you get into like the national championship and all that. It's got to be something. Yeah. 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 So the way it works is it starts out with like round robin pool play at every tournament. Um, and so a lot of times you'll have each pool is um, there's like power pools that are seated according to your national ranking. And there's just pools for anyone yeah. else who signs up where you're kind of randomly placed. Um, and it's usually pools of anywhere between like seven to nine or 10 teams. Um, and you play every team in your pool. And then based on your wins and losses and your point differential, you'll be seated in the usually 64 team bracket. Um, and then based on that, like usually pool play is kind of self-officiated. Everybody's just kind of classy about it. It's not elimination or anything. And then as soon as elimination games start, generally there's um, what they call observers, which currently there's not like full-time observers in the sport, but once um, there's people there designated to be observers that are also running the tournament. And then once like the top players get out, um, in an elimination game and they're eliminated, they they often can get paid um, to work as an observer for the rest of the games is how it works currently. Mm. Okay. okay. How long does one of those uh, those tournaments go for? How long does that normally so last? It kind of it depends on the size of the tournament for sure, but the normal, like larger ones will start 
uh, probably eight thirty or nine in the morning, and then end at five or six in the evening with an hour break in there for lunch. Okay, so, so it's a pretty long day. Yeah. So then, yeah. Are, so then sure. for those those matchups with the teams, is that is it is it a one and done thing, or is it uh, best? Did you say uh, best out of three, like in with each matchup? In the right. elimination. So there's in each. Sometimes, depending on the size of the tournament, if it's a huge tournament, the first round is kind of just a play-in game anyway. So the top team is playing some scrub teams that just barely made it in. And so that round is generally um, one game to 21. And then from there on out, it's usually best of three to 21. And then this year for some of the tournaments, they had what was called the premier division where it was like an invite only division that you had to, you had to place a certain, um, you had to place top three in a certain tournament to, to get into the premier division and the premier division, since it was smaller and more elite, they did double elimination. So those were, it was like sometimes like 15 teams would sign up, but then it would still go all day because it was double limb and you go to the loser's bracket and then work your way back up to the winner's bracket. So those can take a really long time. Too. Yeah, right. There's kind of different formats depending on the day. For a team like you that's going you know, to the finals and semifinals consistently, that has to be a very long day. Well, that's when, How many matches would you wind up playing before yeah. like the finals? Um, let's see. If we, if they all go to three, let's say, which ideally they don't, but we'll have Round of 64, round of 32, um, round of 16, round of eight, semis, and then championship. Like so that 10, by itself is uh, that that would be around 12. Well, if it goes if it goes to three, that's like 18. Yeah. And then you have the seven pool play games. So you could. I know one day I counted up and I played like 26 games. Wow. Tournament. So <laughs> I'm definitely Jeez. very very sore and ready to sit down. Yeah, right. man, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing about it. I know he's wearing me out. I'm, not, yeah. I'm literally sitting. Down. It's crazy. <laughs> and we should we should note that the the premier um that that top tier that premier league that you were talking about that's that's what you won in correct for the for the national championship. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so the way so. premier works is this is the first year they did it, but premier you had to place top three at, at a tournament anywhere over the country. That was like an official um spike ball run tournament. And once you did that, you had the opportunity to play in like an invite only um, region. So I think at nationals we had like sixty teams that played premier. Wow. Okay. Wow. So not only did he win the national championship, but he won just balling out With top, the top tier dogs. league. With yeah. The top dogs. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not bad. On third, what do you say? Three years in, man. Not bad. I would say yeah. not bad. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I kind of wanna, um, I kind of wanna ask about technique okay because when i'm watching this you say you play 20 you know in one time 20 games or on a regular tournament maybe 12 uh games or whatever it may be and these guys right. out here and you included are out there jumping around defend you know when you're defending you gotta you're laying out you're full you're going full sprint for short distances long distances you know you're playing these three hits or whatever um and i see a lot of people using their body in different ways is any body part legal, first of all? And second of all, what is the ratio? Like, I saw some people doing this technique. I don't even know. It's probably got a, like a legit name, but where somebody it, you, somebody would hit it, hit the ball down, spike it, and then the defender would just like kind of kneel down next to the next to the uh, trampoline yeah. and kind of just chest chest bump it up. Is that a normal? That's a normal technique. Yeah. So. When you first start playing spike ball, it doesn't seem like the most natural thing because all the balls are kind of gettable um, at the beginning level. But once you get to the premier level, people can hit well enough. It's kind of like volleyball, honestly, where uh, like men's indoor volleyball is kind of side out every time where people are so good at hitting that it's just kind of like you hope to get a lucky block or touch or like a really good defensive play. And that's how you get breaks. 
kind of the same in spike ball where people can hit so freaking hard at this point and with so many <laughs> angles because like what, what we were talking about earlier with the 360 degrees of of boundaries like there's no boundaries and so if, if i get a set in the middle of the net like ideally my partner will set me right in the middle of the net i'll kind of crowd over the net and i'll just watch the defenders and depending on where they go i'll either hit it to my right or angled to my left or straight forward or at an angle between those or backwards through my legs, just depending on where they go. And so it's so hard to defend when someone can do that, which a lot of people can do now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you kind of want to max the new, kind of the new best um, defensive strategy is to just maximize your angle of defense and just kind of force the ball to their most difficult hit. So a lot of times one player on defense will get down on the knee and kind of stick their body in towards the net, hoping that the, player either hits it into their body and it goes up in the air for their partner to get or um, kind of force the ball away from them and towards their partner. So that's kind of the general defensive strategy when people are doing that. Yeah. And what you said about the the body touches, anything, anything goes. So you get one touch, but you can set it with your head if you want. You can, people do some pretty sick foot finishes where they're up by five points and they get a set and just destroy (laughs) a sweet kick hit. So you can do, you can do whatever you want. Like, not anything goes as long as as long as there's one contact with the body. Man, man, just the first part of that question that is so much to process. What, in I mean, a split second. Yeah, right? like I, I guess it just comes. Down yeah, to there's that. so many things that happen it, just in in the snap of a finger that just takes a really long time to learn to read and stuff. Well, I'm sure, muscle memory, some of it. You see oh, somebody yeah. go a certain way and you just react. I right? mean, it's got to be all majority. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it has to be about positioning, right? And so, like, does that come into well, let me ask this: Are you are you currently playing any sports other than spike ball, or or did I mean, what's your background as far as, or did you come in just completely cold into? I I grew up in a range of places, so I grew up partially in close to Columbus, Ohio. Then my my family lived in China for a little bit, and then we Whoa. lived in Northern Africa for a little bit, and then back in the states. So I played a lot of basketball when I was in the states, a lot of ping pong when I was in China, and then a ton of street soccer when I was in northern africa and then <laughs> more officially in high school i played tennis and basketball so um, you've been so preparing your whole life the, for spike ball. I mean, those are the more like official sports but i've just i've loved playing sports like my entire life so the things that i think translate the best to, to spike ball and this is still under debate among people spike ball but a lot of people would agree that tennis is one of the better sports that oh. translates just because of the kind of the arm motion and your knowledge of spins and how to move your arm in that in the hitting motion that, that it requires. So, but then there's a lot of also really good soccer players who just have really good foot quickness and are really good defenders and stuff. So people come from a whole range of backgrounds for sure. Man. So I, I think guys, I think we got the answer of why it only took three years to get yeah. to the uh, yeah. national championship. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the prerequisite skills going. God, I just, just hearing him list the sports, I kind of got <laughs> out of breath a little bit. Um, okay. So, <laughs> PJ, man, uh, the reason I asked you about your background is because I was wondering, you know, when it comes to the positioning and thing, is there any kind of, you know, with these other sports, at least on a competitive level, there is always some form of scouting. You know what I mean? You're you're scouting these other teams, their tendencies, what they like and what is that a thing in spike ball? Or was that a thing yeah. maybe that that you do at all? Yeah, for sure. So there's there's thousands of videos out there now like on youtube and just all over uh where you can watch other teams playing and so i played like at almost every tournament i play against the other like some of the other top 10 teams in the country and even if i don't play them because of the draw i get to watch them so i know like a lot of the teams really well and i'm like really good friends with most of the like the top 10 or 15 teams because we see each other at almost every weekend 
um, each tournament for like the entire summer. Um, and so I, I know how they play really well, but if there's a team that I don't know super well or uh, a team that I just haven't played in a long time, I'll get on and watch some of their games. And there's always things you can look for, like you can watch um, how they hit. If they don't really have much of a left hand, your defensive strategy will be to force them to hit towards you with their right hand or away from you with their left hand and hope they kind of screw up a little bit. Yeah. Um, or if they have a weaker left hand serve receive, you'll serve, uh, you'll do like a, a side angled serve to their left hand and hope that you can get some breaks off of that. So there's lots of little things. Most people on a higher level are just pretty rounded um, overall, but there's always little weaknesses that people have if you watch close enough. Yeah, and I think for, for everyone out there listening that may not, that might not be super familiar with spike ball, you got to realize what everything is PJ saying, like even knowing, okay, I'm going to Keith. I, I've been scouting Keith. I'm going to your left, but everything's in such close, co- you, you know, you're right next to each other. Yeah. You're right there. I mean, th- these things are happening so quick instantly that those, that, that kind of scouting and thing, I, I, I could see it really coming into play, you know, as far as the positioning and know where to go and where to put it, but you got to realize how fast and quick all of this has happened. Cause it has to come to your mind like right away. Well, you got to know. Imagine. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And even honestly, even when you scout really well and you know their weaknesses, it all just kind of comes down to split second reactions because it's it all there's, there's so many options that you just have to hope that they hit a ball a certain way and then start reading their swing as soon as it happens and then just jump in front of it as quick as you can and just kind of hump it up into the air. I imagine trusting your, your gut reactions it has to be huge. Though, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Right. Hey, PJ, Keith, I got a uh, defensive question, actually. Um. So when you're running around the net, because you have to defend 360, uh, are you like trying to mirror your teammate and like stay on opposite sides of him, or like what's what's the Ooh, strategy? Like? Good question. Yeah. All right. So some team, there's kind of two main ways of, of playing defense, um, with a lot of variation uh, in those two ways. But the the two main ways are one way is for um, as if the set is kind of off the net and you know they're hitting it a certain direction because they can't hit it backwards or to the side. Um, one teammate will go short for like a, a short drop shot and the other team will go, the other teammate will go maybe like 15 feet off the net for a really mm-hmm. hard hit and they'll kind of cover that whole angle, but you don't have the luxury of doing that when the ball is set over the net, um, because there's just too many angles and they can just hit away from you if you do that. So when the ball is right over the net, a lot of times, um, one team will kind of jump in front of the ball and yet the other teammate will want to be almost 180 degrees across from them. Um, just ready for the ball to pop up anywhere and try to try to get to it. But if you both run to the same ball, a lot of times you'll get it up the opposite way. Um, and then it'll just be a lost point because both teammates were in the same spot. So yeah, a lot of times you will want to mirror um, your teammate across the net. So is it fair to say that even though it is no boundaries, it's completely open. Is it fair to say that you're still, you know, if you and your teammate are in sync, you're basically covering half of that trampoline all but all the way backwards. Like, you know, if that makes sense, like you're always in, in one way, yeah. you're, you're always covering half of that, that area. Yeah. And sometimes you can do more. So there's one player um, who we, we actually played at nationals. His name is Devin Matson, and he plays for a team in California and he has, he's really flexible and does this thing where he'll like do the splits over the net almost. So you're hitting towards him and he'll kind of jump in over the edge of the net. And he covers just about half of the net by himself. And a lot of times that ball doesn't go up. Um, off of him because he's kind of crouching over it but if it works well for him um, the ball will just go off a knee or off a leg or off his chest right back off the net on one hit oh. and it's too fast to, to react to as the hitter Dang. so there's some pretty sick plays where um, I don't really do that as much because I'm not that flexible but I'll use my hand or foot a lot where 
if I don't, if I see a play is happening and I don't have time to jump in front of it, I'll stick a foot out on the edge of the net. And if I do it right, and if I get a little bit lucky, the ball will go straight off my foot and back off the net um, before they can react to it. And so those are kind of those are kind of like just the quick the quick twitch plays that that happen routinely during tournaments that are just pr- pretty hard to stop, but it just yeah. all come down to reaction time. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, okay, so I also have another question as far as well, I saw uh, the games that I saw. I saw some, not everybody doing it, but but I did see a few people. Whereas when they went to go serve, there was some kind of like almost, uh, you know, some kind of spin hat, like they would spin it in their palm and kind of do like a, I, I thought of it as somebody when they go to spin out, like you, when you spin a basketball on your fingertip, but then the actual serve yeah. kind of reminded me of like a, you know, you put some a spin on a ping pong serve in, in a way without the paddle, obviously. But yeah. is that, is that a normal technique? Yeah. So the spinning in your palm thing is just kind of a, I don't know. It's like in tennis, bouncing the ball through your legs before you do a serve. Like it's just like your own little thing. Oh, okay. So that really affects the serve in no way. Um, but then on the serve, like the actual hitting motion, there's a lot of different things you can do. So as you throw the ball up, it's not like ping pong where when you throw it up, you have to throw it up like open palms. So you can spin it out of your hand on the serve. So some people will use both hands to kind of whip it up and have a ton of spin on it from oh. the get go. Um, and so they'll just, they don't even have to hit it that hard, but if they hit, right spot of the net it'll spin off really fast and can be really deceptive um and then also if you want to do a short serve if they're standing back too far you really hard with your hand and it'll kind of catch and spin backwards and so as soon as it makes contact with the net it just kind of dies yeah. and just falls like two inches in front of the net so there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> options there's a lot of serves that i do that you spin there's a lot of serves that other people do that i can't do that you spin so there's just a ton of creativity with people's serves right now and that's one of the biggest most expanding parts of the game for sure yeah it's just Technique, just everyone doing their own, having their own style, creating their own yeah. techniques. That's dope. I mean, that's yeah. that's why I think attracted me to this game because everyone was doing their own thing, but they all looked effective and it all looked crazy fast. And you know, it's just like everyone's just got their <laughs> own. St- it's not like basketball where they teach you put those put the bat right hand up, make sure your elbow ninety right. degrees, follow through. You know, right. it's like no, I'm gonna go out there and right. do whatever. Well, works. It, it's such a young game, right? So, do you see like just new innovations like? all the time or not yeah so i would say i would say somewhat i th- even in the three years that i've been playing i would say it's it's becoming less and less because people are just kind of doing more and more and so there's definitely a little bit now of like the form of spike ball where it's like this is the best way to hit the ball and that's kind of been proven because the people who win do it like this and this is the best way to defend and this is the best way to set um and so like for for the longest time people used to set with their kind of how you shoot a basketball, they'd set with like their elbow up and kind of flick their wrist forward to set a ball towards the net. Um, and now most people do like an underhand lofty set that there's just more time on the ball and just more control. Okay. Um, so little things like that have been changing and they're kind of just commonly understood as like the way that you are kind of supposed to do it. So there's certain players that are known for certain things that people will try to copy all around the country for sure. But it's definitely still developing. That's one of the funnest things about it is just, Every year, there's someone who does a new thing that it's like, dang, that was sick. Like, you just did a fake <laughs> yeah. hit with your right hand and then drop it through your legs with your left hand. I want to do that, too. And then people start doing it yeah, all Yeah, you start seeing it everywhere, then. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Can, yeah. Can you jump over the net? Yeah, yeah. You can, as long, you can't make any contact with the net okay. with your hand. So the ball is the only thing that can contact it. So if you kick it or touch it in any way, um, it's the other team's point automatically. But a lot of times, the, the, the thing that I'm kind of known for, because I'm tall and lanky, 
and have monkey arms is when the set is really bad, I'll like jump over the net and hit it backwards through my legs. And that's very much legal and usually kind of deceiving, but it's also pretty inconsistent because it's just not a great shot. <laughs> yeah, so you can hard. do whatever you want as long as you, as long as you don't hit the so- net. That's the P, that's the PJ Showalter signature right there. You, that's your signature go- move. Well, it was until everybody started doing it, and now people are better than me. They're so. like, wait a second, the national <laughs> champ. Well, it should still be named after you, right? Yeah, like, call it the PJ. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I'll see if I can get that done. <laughs> I was gonna say you need posters Trade right now, oh, man. Yeah. You need to market that we, shit. Yeah, Trademark we, that. Yeah. yeah. Patent that. <laughs> we need to get this guy a team of just publicists. Just put it out there. Let's yeah. See, that's we'll, what it is. We'll get hey, if you know people, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what uh what's what's your long what's the longest when when, when people are going back and forth it, what is it do they call that a rally what do they what is that volley called? is it a volley yeah what is it? yeah a rally a rally well what's what's the longest rally that yeah. you've been in i mean would you if you could estimate um there was one specific one that i can think of that i mean there's there's ones that start at the noob level that can go just forever because no one can finish on a ball but at like the there was one in the championship game of a tournament that lasted for, I don't know, probably 45 seconds or a minute or maybe a minute and a half. That was just like back and forth and back and forth. And like, that doesn't sound that long, but when you're hitting a ball at like, I don't know, 30 or 40 miles an hour, however fast it is to be able to get the ball up that many times and just go back and forth is, is crazy. There's some pretty insane rallies on YouTube. Um, if you look up like spike ball, top 10 plays, they oh, yeah. bring out a top 10 plays every month. And there's some crazy plays on there. That's so why I, I wasn't actually a part in that one. Um, but cause in my mind, honestly, this sounds pretty dumb and probably kind of cliche, but you don't want to have rallies like rallies are fun, but if you want to be successful, like a rally should end every time you're on offense in my mind. So it sounds lame, but like a rally should consist in my mind of getting a defensive touch. And then putting it away without it being touched. You know what I mean? No, it makes sense. That sounds like a winning mindset. Yeah, that, might, that might be wider than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure, it makes sense. Okay. It's also pretty lame to watch, though, because the coolest stuff to watch is when someone just cranks a ball and someone runs 30 feet for it and lays out and then gets it back and it goes on for like a minute like that. That's definitely the most exciting spike ball. Yeah, but it's like watching a, like a football, like a recess play or something where it's really sloppy football. Right. But it's. Amazing. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, ran, random guys like us love it, but you know, real people, real spike ball fans out there are like, okay, what no. they, they should have ended. I mean, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're cool. I mean, they were cool with it too, obviously, but you know, you can, it's like one of those things like you, you know, you respect it when you know that like PJ was saying, when it's going quick, you're like, oh man, these guys, these people are bringing business. It's clean, right now. concise point, point. Yeah. 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 It gets crazy real hey. fast. What's uh, what's your favorite uh, surface to play on? Do you like the sand more? Cause do they even go in? Does it go indoors? They go on grass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question because we. I started. I'm from Ohio, so I'm from the Midwest, and I started out playing on grass exclusively, um, just with my friends and stuff. And those were all the tournaments close to me, so those are the ones I went to too. And I liked grass at first. Um, I think I would say now it's kind of changed to either either sand, like kind of shallow sand, or like when grass gets rained on and then it has like a day to dry and it's not muddy but it's like soft you know what i mean oh. and it's like that perfect like you can run around on it and it's still like solid enough so you don't slip everywhere but also if you lay out you're like laying out onto the dirt i love that that's my favorite one yeah i was watching youtube videos and some of these guys are diving on what looks like cold hard ground and i'm like oh man yeah. that's gotta suck. Well, especially if you get one of those long rallies you're probably diving 10 times yeah, yeah. The sand, though, has to Yeah, there was one earlier this year where I laid out for a ball, and I don't even remember if I got it up, 
my rib was like squeaking. Like every step, I could hear my rib squeaking. Oh, that kind of that's out, not so. a good time. I'm not, <laughs> I I'm not a doctor, that. That, but that's not good. Uh, but the, the sand, uh, that has to like, just wear you down, right? Yeah, like, it's a workout. Really gotta quick. be, gotta be. I've tried running in the sand. Yeah. Not a lot, but a couple of times. <laughs> you took and, 10 steps. Yeah, it was, it it was, was rough. It was a rough 10 steps. So, I, yeah, what's that like playing that all day? Well, that actually, it kind of changes the, the way the game is played, honestly. So, um, there's kind of, there's a way, there's kind of like the West Coast style of play, as it's known in Spikeball, where there's one style that comes from kind of California, where everybody's playing on the beach. And then there's kind of like the East Coast and Midwest style where people play more on, on grass because on the West Coast, you go out to, like I had tournaments in Santa Monica and San Francisco um, this past year. And when you're used to playing on grass, you're used to being able to like run down a ball and get under it. And on sand, there's just no chance you do that most of the time. And so on sand, it's a lot more throwing your body in front of balls and trying to get it up that way rather than kind okay. of reading a ball and running running it down because there's one a lot of lateral quickness. And, yeah. If one yeah. gets away, it gets away on sand. You're, you're not going to get it. Right. Yeah. So, PJ, you hit on it um, a second ago, talking about Columbus, playing in Columbus. I kind of want to hit on that. Was that the first, when you first got into spike ball? When did you first get into it? And, and secondly, when when or how many tournaments or games or whatever did it take for you to realize, hmm, okay, I, I'm pretty solid. I think, I think I could do this. <laughs> um, so I first heard of it around, I think three ish years ago, three and a half years ago, at, at a friend who got married and my whole family was there. And afterwards the reception, they just had a spike ball set out there and some people were playing. And so me and I have three brothers, so it's perfect for any two-on-two sport. So gr- growing up, we played all sorts of two-on-two sports and we found spike ball and we're like, dang, this is awesome. And we went home, bought a set, um, just played in our backyard and with like local friends and stuff for a while. And then me and my oldest brother, uh, Seth, who we were kind of most interested in it, found out there were these tournaments that happened all over the country. And we we're like, Ooh, we should, we saw one that was like, I think two ish hours away from our house. And we're like, Oh, we should go check that out. So, we signed up for it was just a little tournament. Um, we signed up for it and ended up winning it. And we we're like, okay, okay, we're <laughs> we must be okay at this. Um, and so sign. then we went and signed up for a big tournament and went from we went like six hours away to Nashville and just got wrecked by like number three team in the country. And we're kind of like, okay, <laughs> so apparently know. we're not that great at this. Um, <laughs> but then ever since that point, I kind of got the itch for it and just I've been playing ever since. So that next whole season, I played with my older brother. Um, and we got third at nationals and then all of last year I played with a guy I went to college with, um, and we placed top eight at nationals or sorry, top 16 at nationals. And then this past year I played with a different guy. So I played with a different guy each, each season so far, man, that's gotta be kind of interesting, at least just to kind of get that chemistry going. What exactly consists of a season? I mean, is this, is this an every weekend thing? I mean, are you traveling every weekend? What, what exactly does it uh, require from you to, to, I would say complete a season if you call it that. So the season kind of, there's not, I guess, an official start to the season. There are tournaments all over the country all the time, but there are certain ones that are like spike ball official tournaments where spike ball sponsors them and runs them and like sends their employees to run the tournament. So those are, that's what kind of qualifies as the official season, I'd say. So um, each region, there's four regions that are kind of the U.S. is split up into for spike ball. There's the East, the Midwest, the Southeast, and then the West Coast. And each region has four tournaments in it, in each region. So there's 16 total, they call them tour stops um, in in the U.S. And so 
the first one is generally on the West Coast in probably like February. And then the last one will be uh, probably September um, sometime. And then, so in, the, in that span, there's 16 tournaments all on the weekends. So generally from around mid-spring to, to early to mid-fall, there's a tournament like almost every single weekend Man. that I might not be able to go to each one, but generally I'll be traveling to, to one of those tournaments every weekend. Um, and then there's regionals and then nationals. The nationals just happened in October and finished up. So the season kind of goes from February or March to, to mid October for the most part. It's, and intense. it's, it's almost it's every single, season. every single weekend. Yeah, it's intense. And I think guys, I correct me if I'm wrong PJ, but I think St. Louis has a stop on that Midwest se- um, section, right? Or did? Yeah, yeah. Were yeah. you that? Do you guys not come out for it? You didn't know about it yet? No, that's what I was going to say. We're, I'm making us sound bad, but we have no excuse now. We have, guys, yeah. this next year, we have no excuse. Because we check it out. It's a, they do it at Forest Park, I believe, which is basically down the street from yeah, us. Yeah, that's five minutes. We, yeah. we have no I played, I played in that one with my little brother, and we had to come from behind win. Oh, guys nice. didn't even show up Man, for it. Man, <laughs> wow, we're sounding our, our deepest awful apologies. right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there next year for I'm, sure. I'm be pretty like, peeved. We'll, we'll, we'll be there. We'll be there next year. We'll make some really big next signs. Year, big signs. We'll wear DJ cheerleader. We'll, we'll wear cheerleader costumes and say we talked to the 2017 national <laughs> champion. Sorry about last year. <laughs> just bring heads hey, up. Headshots to sign, or, man. or you can just sign up for the tournament and play in it. You can play in oh. like the beginners division and just wreck everybody. Now that you have all the tips, um, that's true. Oh, that is. We true. do have. We do have the best Or we could just sign up straight for Premiere and just <laughs> say, fuck it, we're, we're going for this. Oh, there you go. That is bold. I'll give you that. That's bold. I am a natural athlete. It's like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I watched YouTube That's not true at all. a lot, so we're, we're good. Um, so here, every weekend, man, uh, you just hit on it. How, all, how many tournaments you're getting into? Is there any kind of legit i mean are you doing any special kind of dieting or training or anything you know what i mean like are you just playing so much that it's just literally you know it's just one of those things i mean you know i figure if you're a champion somebody's got to be uh you know doing some kind of maybe there's some crazy spike ball workout or something i need to get on i don't know (laughs) um so i don't do any i'm like 162 pounds soaking wet so there's zero need for me to do much dieting um, but I do definitely, I'll work out a lot, especially the certain muscles that are used for hitting. So I uh, like the back muscles and shoulder muscles. Um, and then honestly, most of spike ball, um, at this point, at least is touch, just like your touch on the ball. So if you don't have a good touch with the ball, if you can't mm-hmm. control it perfectly, then you're going to make errors throughout the games. Um, and you're going to lose. So you see all sorts of people. You see some kind of chunky people. You see really short people. You see, I play a guy pretty regular, regularly who's on the top five team in the country who's like six, nine and just has a wicked serve from that. And so there's everybody kind of has their own playing style and their own strengths and their own weaknesses. So, um, there's definitely not like a, a certain body type that's like best. Um, but I'd say in terms of like dieting, don't really have that, but there's definitely just practicing like every single day all the time. So yeah, even if I'm not practicing, like I'm walking to class at school with the spike ball, just, tossing it up and setting myself and throwing it around. And I don't know, just getting some touches in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So guys, I think it sounds like for us to, to really start taking off, I think we're going to have to start doing some crazy, like Steph Curry warm up type uh, drills. You ever seen him do that where he's tossing tennis balls and doing blindfolded? I don't know if that's going to help me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel like that's the only step between you now and you winning the national championship next year. I think you might just be right. Steph Curry drills <laughs> yep. all day. I like, I like your, the confidence you're getting there right now, man. It's a dangerous thing. <laughs> dangerous thing. 
and I also I gotta ask, man, when it comes to these tournaments, what are what are the, what are the winning prizes, man? I gotta know. Is it are you getting anything? If you are, I mean, what what are we what are we handing out for these? Um, so it really depends on the tournament, but uh, it's very much a growing sport, so it's not huge prizes right now. Um, but like at one of the average tournaments, if you win it, you'll get like five hundred bucks, or maybe at a big one, you'll get like a thousand bucks, which is definitely for me being a broke college kid, that's great money. But for it being like, I couldn't, I definitely couldn't walk around and be be telling people I'm like a professional, I'm a professional athlete or anything like that. So it's not, it's not crazy money, but it's plenty of money for me to, to want to keep playing the sport that I think is the most fun anyway, without sure. the money. So absolutely. Hey, $500 in college. I'll take that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I, I could stretch that oh, real yeah. far. Yeah. Real far. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, um, the, the top eight teams in the country, uh, get sponsored by Spikeball, so they're called the Spikeball Elite. Um, and so, for the past three years, I've been Spikeball Elite, and they give you a travel stipend, and they give you kind of certain perks. And so, they'll help pay for flights to like the West Coast when I have out there and stuff, because that's definitely not all coming out of my my pocket. I was going to say, yeah, that's awesome. And <laughs> Tyler, my partner, have um, like an, an apparel company that sponsors us, and oh. a drink company that sponsors us. And there's a couple of those things that are kind of underway, and it's it's very much a new sport. So there's a lot of like mid-level to smaller companies that are getting into it um, and trying to make a name for themselves. Hey, in, just in wait, Spikeball. Monster so Energy will be in there. Yeah. Only more to come. Yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. It sounds like there's a lot right, of room right. for growth. So That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Man. No, that's legit for sure. So PJ, before we get you out of here, man, what would you say, what can you tell people like us or a lot of people maybe that may be listening who haven't got into Spikeball or played it or you know, now they're first hearing about it. Like what, what, what's your advice to them as far as uh, getting into the sport? I mean, I'll say if you have any, any hand-eye coordination whatsoever, or even if you don't and you want to develop some, then spike ball is just the sport for you. Cause it's just like, it's so chill. You can play it in your backyard with your mom, or you can go to the beach and play super competitive with your friends. Like you can do just about anything with it um, and take it anywhere. So it's a super mobile, super fun game. And you can just go to spikeball.com and buy it. I think the, the sets are like 55 bucks or something like that. So it's not a huge investment and you get a game that you can take to like backyard cookouts and parties and do whatever with it and be the person who teaches everybody spikeball, which is always a cool thing to do. For so sure. This needs to be in gym classes. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it should be in gym classes. That's a good idea. I feel well, like and that's another be. thing that's actually been starting up a lot. I've been, this past summer, I worked for spikeball some of the summer going around to um, different schools um, and teaching their PE classes for the entire day. So doing each class's PE for eight periods that day and just doing spike ball um, for each of those periods. And then a lot of times those schools will buy sets um, and use spike ball for training for different teams or different things like that. So I've seen, I've seen videos of like the San Francisco 49ers cornerbacks and wide receivers using spike ball as like a quickness drill. I've seen volleyball teams. I've seen, I think Manchester United had some goalies doing spike ball as like hands, oh, wow. um, hand quickness drills for their goalies and stuff so it's getting out there it's just it's just working its way up yeah for sure you get that next generation into it too and oh yeah it's gonna yeah. take off well if you're ever in st louis teaching G, uh either in the tourney or uh gym classes you gotta you have to hit us up so we come and uh represent uh correctly oh, i'll let you know for sure so pj what can do you want to have anything that you want to plug any of your uh, social media pages or any website or anything like that, that we can throw out there I mean, I would say if you're interested in Spikeball, just check out YouTube, check out the Spikeball Top 10. If you're interested in buying Chiswick Showalter, uh, then you can go 
talked to Play With Honor is one of our apparel companies. Um, and they make some Chiswick shoulder shirts and stuff. But other than that, I'll just say just play spike ball at sports. All right. Hey, fair enough. You got to right, love yeah. that. Well, PJ, listen, we really appreciate you sitting down and taking the time out, man. And uh, three guys, li- listen, everyone out there listening, three years, PJ, all it took him, three years. Now he's the 2017 <laughs> national champion uh, in, the, in the highest top tier league. Okay. So get out there and play it. You heard the man. PJ, thank you so much for hopping on the Anything But Credible podcast, man. We appreciate you. Hey, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Nice meeting you, PJ. You too. I'll see you in St. Louis sometime. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Okay. So there you have it, man. Shout out to, to PJ for, for talking to us once again. Also, shout out. We didn't really mention it during the episode, but also I do feel like we need to give a shout out to his teammate, uh, Tyler Chizik. Chizek, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, he obviously was the other half of the championship team. So shout out to Tyler too. Uh, we, we didn't forget about you, man. Also, guys, I'm not going to go through the normal spiel of what, we, what we, I say every week. You guys know where to find us. And you know how to get a hold of us. And of course, you should already know to tell a friend. I think, I guess we're going to have to, uh, you know, we originally, this is somewhat of a bonus episode i guess you could say we, we we wanted to have a conversation with pj we did and it turned out to be good enough to we went almost an hour so i think we'll just have to turn this in to you know its own episode which means that this is this will be episode 67 so stay uh stay tuned with us moving into december because man it it's gonna be december really soon with next week actually which is gonna be crazy and uh, we got a lot of good guests coming on. So make sure to, to roll with us. We appreciate you guys. This has been the Anything But Credible podcast. Go out there and play some spike ball. Or at least look it up. Check it out. We highly suggest that. Keith, take us out on a dad joke, man. What do you call a cow that just gave birth? Decaffeinated. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That took me a fucking second to get. <laughs> I, I, not gonna lie, I didn't get that one. That God, that's embarrassing. I didn't know. Get it because the calf. You're welcome. <laughs>